This episode has been brought to you by Project Infinitura, where we are here to help you learn, live, and love Torah or and Lefite Torah. To learn more about us, visit projectikutetorah.org. We're learning the Sikha of Shabbos Parshas Vayishlach, Tovshin Nun Beis. The Sikha can be found in Sefer HaSikha's Tovshin Nun Beis. On page 155, the way we're going to do the Sikha is that we're going through the whole Sikha in English, but following along the full text, so that you can follow along line by line the whole Sikha inside. The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that one of the special things of this Shabbos, Kodesh, is starts already on Erev Shabbos. As the Razal tell us that someone that worked on Erev Shabbos gets to eat on Shabbos. So we eat on Shabbos from that which was prepared before Shabbos. So the Erev Shabbos was Tezvab Kislev, the day in which the moon is complete. That's the Shlemus, the completion of the moon, representing the Shlemus, the completion of the month of Kislev. Now, of course, this leads into Moitzoi Shabbos, from Erev Shabbos going to Shabbos and Moitzoi Shabbos. And Moitzoi Shabbos, we know, goes all the way to the third day of the week, is a continuation of Shabbos. And Yutes Kislev, the Chagahul of the Alter Rebbe, the Chagachagim, the Yom Tov of all Yom Tov and Rosh Hashanah, of Torah HaChassidus, is on Tuesday, which follows Shabbos. And a special mile in this Kavias, which fits with the setup of the year of Yutes Kislev on the very first time, in the year Topkuf Nuntes, as the Alter Rebbe said in his famous letters, that his Geula was on the day of Yutes Kislev, he said, Yom Gimel Shulchmo the day, in which Kitoiv is said twice, when I was reading in Sefer Tehillim, the Pasuk of Padavisholim Nafshi, why was he reading it then? Because as Tehillim is divided according to the days of the week, the capital that has Padavisholim is in that section of Tehillim that's Shayach to the third day of the week. So therefore, then Yutis Kislev was on a Tuesday, and automatically, the Shabbos before it was Tezayim Kislev, as is the Kvius in the year that Rebbe is saying the Sikh and Tavshan and Beis, and Erev Shabbos was Tezvav Kislev. Says the Rebbe, since all things, especially something as so important, fundamental in general, as Yutis Kislev, the Rosh Hashanah for Torah Sachsidus, of course, everything is Ba'ashgacha Pratis and Betachlis Adiyik 100% accurate. It makes sense to say that there's a special connection between them that is that the Baracha for Yutis Kislev, that which enables and gives the power for Yutis Kislev, is coming from the Shabbos beforehand and from the day that we prepare for Shabbos, which was Tezvav Kislev, in which we have the moon being complete, representing the completion of the month of Kislev, as will soon be explained more. In order to explain this, the Rebbe first asks a question regarding the Chag HaGavula Yutis Kislev, Chag HaChagim, how it is different, and the Rebbe contrasts it with other Yom Tovim. Pesach and Sukkot were said to be on the 15th day of the month. Pesach on the 15th day of Nisan, Sukkot on the 15th day of Tishrei, in which the 15th, as said before, is when the moon is complete. Now, what about Shavuos? And first of all, Shavuos is not set to a particular date. Which day in the month is going to be? It's always the 50th day of the month to the Omer. But when we do discuss which day in the month it's going to be, because sometimes it'll end up being the 5th, the 6th, or the 7th of Sivan, but at least it's the first half of the month, when the moon is growing, getting bigger from day to day, and the same thing would apply to the Yidden, who count their months according to the moon, and are compared to the moon, so it represents the time when they're growing and becoming bigger. Whereas Yutes Kislev, not only isn't it like the other Yom Tovim on the 15th day of the month, when the moon is full, but furthermore it's in the second half of the month, 
when the moon is in fact getting smaller and smaller every single day. Says the Rebbe the same question, and even more so is regarding the Yom Tov of Hanukkah, that not like Purim, which Purim is on Yudalid and Tezvav of the month, depending on Purim or Shushim Purim, of course, where again, this is the time when the moon is full, but rather, Hanukkah starts at the very, very end of the month, starting on Chav Hei Kislev onwards, where the moon is getting smaller and smaller until the such time when it disappears and is hidden completely. Says the Rebbe in Sihiv Gimel, we could explain this, by first discussing generally this idea of the moon getting smaller in the second half of the month, and how this relates to Yidin that count their months according to the moon. But by first prefacing, since the first half of the month, the moon is getting bigger and bigger, the light of the moon is getting more and more, in the second half of the month, it's getting less and less. Seemingly, the way we would be counting when counting according to the moon, we should have technically been counting in the first half of the month, in a way, ever increasing the numbers. So on day one of the month, it's number one. Then day two, etc., all the way till the 15th. Similar to the moon that's growing. And then in the second half of the month, we should have been counting down. From the 15th to the 14th, all the way back to one, as the moon that's going smaller. But not only aren't we decreasing in the number of days in the second half of the month, but on the contrary, we're actually adding every single day even more if one, when comparing it to that day that was the fullest moon, the 15th day, and yet the very next day where the moon is getting smaller and less is now accounting it as number Tezayah, number 60, which is one more than Tezvav. And the day afterwards where we have even less of the light of the moon, that's the day of Yud Zayin, which is two more than the 15th, and so on. Until finally we get to the last day of the month when the moon is completely, completely hidden and concealed, which is going to be either day 29 or day 30, that's the way we're going to count it, which is many, many numbers, and actually even double, 30 is even double than 15. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, in addition to the fact that we are adding, also in the second half of the month, in the numbers of the days of the month, we also look at the gematria and the various different hints that are in these numbers, here too is ever increasing. So for example, the number Yudzayin is the gematria of the word toiv, which means good. The number Yudches is, of course, Chai. The number Yutes is the gematria of the word Bitoiv. The number 20 is, Chassidus explains, based on Kabbalah, that it's the, that the word Yud, letter Yud, but what's written out fully is Yud Vav Dalud, that, that is 20. Then we go to Chafal of 21, is based on the Pasuk, Ach Toiv Yisrael, only good for the Yidin, Ach is 21. The number 22 is a hint in the Pasuk, Becho Yivarich Yisrael. All the brachis are coming through you, Becho, which is 22. Chav Gimel is the Gematria of Toivu. Chav Dalit, based on a Pasuk, Vesanti Kadkoin Shimshay Sayer, explained a lot in what the significance of Kadkoin means, but it's a Pasuk referring to the time of the Geula, when there'll be some very, very great Giluim. The Chav Hei, based on the Pasuk, Koi, is Chav Hei, Koi Sevaruchu, Ezbenei Yisrael. Then we come to 26, which is, of course, the gematria of Shem Havaya. Chav Zayin is the idea of Zach, purity. Chav Ches is Koyach. And finally, we come to 29 and 30. 29 are the days of a month, and 30 is when a full month, etc. In other words, every single one of these numbers is actually representing higher and greater ideas. The reason is, because since we are commanded that we always have to have Mylan B'Kodesh, and we're given the ability to always increase in holiness, especially... We should never be going down. 
And that's true the whole month, even the second half of the month. So after the moon is complete, of course, every single day, day we need to be increasing more and more. So now we need to understand even more so what is the idea? What does it really mean that the moon is decreasing and becoming smaller and less light every single day of the month after it was full at the middle of the month? Seemingly, the decreasing light of the moon would seem to be the opposite of Mylan Bukhaydash. And again, certainly, we shouldn't be going down in holiness. So the Rebbe explains it in the following way. The Rebbe says, the idea of the moon and the sun represent Makabel and Mashpia, the moon being the recipient and the sun giving off the light. The moon doesn't have any light on its own. It's receiving all of its light from the sun. And the way it works is that first, the moon is receiving a little bit of light. That's at the point by the Moilad Alavana, where it's just going to be one little dot, every single day, it's going to be increasing more and more light that it's receiving from the sun. Until finally, on the 15th day, when you have the full moon, now it's complete, all of the light that it's getting, that the moon is getting from the sun. However, says the Rebbe, since even when the moon got its full light from the sun, it's still on the level of Makabal of the recipient, that's still not the ultimate shleim was the ultimate perfection of the levona to become exactly like the sun, not even to need to receive light from the sun. As it says, the moon is going to be like the sun. Like before the time it was diminished, when at that point, both the sun and the moon were the two great luminaries. Says the Rebbe, when the light of the moon is full, when it's, that it receives from the sun, and now it became full, now we come to a higher level, that the moon is going to become like the sun, as in the passage, as we just said, and how does that happen? This is as a result of a revelation of a greater level, of something that's higher than both of them, something that becomes, again in the language of Hasidus and Kabbalah, it becomes a crown, one crown for both of them together, meaning something that's including both of them, it's, that's higher including both of them together, and this shleimus, this perfection of the moon is going to be expressed in the relationship between the sun and the moon in the second half of the month, as we will explain. So the Rebbe says in CFA, the explanation goes as follows. The reason why there is a difference between the first half of the month, that every single day the light is increasing of the moon, and in the second half of the month, which every single day the light of the moon is decreasing, is because in the first half of the month, the moon is getting more and more distant from the sun. The further it goes from the sun, the more we could get the light to see the light of the sun. In the second half of the month, the closer it's getting to the sun, the less and less light is coming from the moon towards us. The Rebbe explains the reason for this, because in the relationship between the mashpia, in this case the giver, the sun, and the makabel, the levona, the recipient, the moon, is in a way that when the recipient is standing very, very close to the mashpia, to the giver, then the recipient cannot be giving off its light because of its tremendous bitl, its tremendous nullification to receive everything, and therefore it cannot give off light. The further away it goes from the mashpia, now it too starts giving off light, of course, that light that it received from the mashpia. Says the Rebbe, when the moon is getting closer to the sun in the second half of the month. It's not only for the purpose to get 
very close to the sun. When we call Yichud Shim another now they are completely aligned with each other, Mashpi and the Makabal, which is going to now result in the Moila that follows. Again, by the moon first becoming smaller and smaller every day, and it's having more and more bitul. This is similar to a pasuk that we also relate to Rosh Chodesh. Ki pokid moishavecha. Pasuk said regarding David Amelak that because his seat is going to be empty, that's why he's going to be remembered. We apply that to the sun and the moon as the moon as well. That davka as a result of it's diminishing. That's what it has the rebirth. So again, it's not only that it should be able to receive more hashpa from the Mashpia, the Vidav which that's really a separate idea, which is mainly going to be relevant to the following month. So that's one way of looking at it. It's getting smaller now, but it's going to get closer to the sun, and then it will get more light from the Mashpia. But the Rebbe says, really what's going on, on a deeper level, is that it's getting closer to the etzem, to the essence that's higher, even than the light of the sun. As quoted before, Keser one crown for both of them together. And this closeness that it's actually getting closer to the etzem is expressed in the fact that its light is getting smaller. Because oil, generally light, is a gilu, is a revelation from the etzem. That is, that when the etzem generally is concealed, it's a concealment that's higher than revelation. It's beyond revelation. And only a tiny little light of etzem could express itself. And therefore, as the moon gets smaller from day to day, what it's really representing is that it's getting closer and closer to the etzem, to that to the essence that's higher than revelation, to a concealment that's higher than revelation. And again, as a result of that, the moon is going to become equal to the sun because we're speaking about an essence that's higher than both of them together, as we said, keserat elushleim. To take it a step deeper and a step further. This rule, that we say that the etzem, that the essence is concealed, and that the light only is that, that which is being revealed, that's, of course, in relationship to the outsider. That since we cannot receive the very essence, only a, a reflection and a light of it, so we call that which comes out, or we call it light, because that's what's being revealed to us, and the etzem, the essence, is we call Helen concealed in dark, because we can't see it. But if we look at it from the perspective of the etzim of the essence itself, of course it would be the other way around. The light that's coming out, that's the darkness in comparison to the essence, which is the real brightest thing. From this we understand that the necessity in the light to become smaller in order to get closer to the etzim is only as long as the one receiving the light remains as a separate entity for itself. That's not able to receive the etzim because as we said before, the etzim is remaining behelim. However, once it becomes one with the mashpia, it becomes like the mashpia when there's no separation between them. It's no longer mashpia and makabal, they become one. Then the very essence is begili. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we can explain that when we speak about the light getting smaller and smaller, the second half of the month, that's only as far as if of who was speaking of the dark of that level called oir. In other words, just a ray, just a reflection, and because it's getting closer and closer to the essence, which is higher than any sort of light. But it's not a mute, it's not a diminishing of the gilui, of the revelation, because if we speak about the etzem, that's actually becoming more and more revealed. And how is that expressed? That's expressed in the fact that in the numbers of the month, which... Number represents we're revealing, we're expressing, we're dealing with it. What are we doing? We're actually adding every single day. The 16th day, the 17th, the 18th, etc. Through the B'nai Yisrael, 
which why are we adding every single day? Because what we're saying is there's more of these galus of the etzem, which is uh, which is higher than these galus of the oil. Just to point out that here in the footnote in 22, the Rebbe says that even though in the moon itself it's not in a way of revelation, as we said before, on the contrary, it's getting smaller and smaller, but it, in, within Yidin, this is the idea that's expressed, that ultimately Yisrael v'kuchabrichu kulachad, that the Yidin become one with Hashem, and becomes revealed how really there's only aliyos rather than chas v'shalom saying that anything is diminishing. Says the Rebbe in this is specifically emphasized in Kaimus in the full moon of the month of Kislev. The month of Kislev, as we know, is the third month in the winter months, which corresponds to the third month of the summer months. The Chodesh of Matan Torah, month of Sivan, the third month, is the month of Matan Torah. Kislev is the third month in the winter months, is the month of Matan Torah of Torah Sachasidus. On Yutas Kislev, which is the Rosh Hashanah, and the Matan Torah of Chasidus. What's the idea? It's known that Matan Torah is the day of the marriage between HaKadosh Baruch between Hashem and Knesset Yisroel. And how does that work? Again, it starts off in a way that first Hashem is the Mashpia, the one that's giving. Knesset Yisroel is the Makabal on the, re- the receiving end. But the ultimate Shleimus is when the Yemish and the Eden become so one, so united, that so to speak, the Knesset Yisroel doesn't have to receive from Hashem, but rather it's revealed how the Yemish and the Eden are all one. Says the Rebbe, this is hinted in the idea of the third month. What's the, what's the idea of three? The idea of three represents the combination and the yichud, that connection between the elyon, the one up above, who is echad, Hashem echad. Then we have the number two, which represents that there's a sep- already a separate entity outside. That's what number two means. And number three is uniting one and two together, uniting the Abish and the Yidin together. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we could say that when the moon is full on the 14th and the 15th day of the third month, the Chodesh of Matan Torah, the day which is the day of the Chasana, that brings about the Shleim was the ultimate of the marriage between HaKadosh Baruch and Knesset Yisroel, which, which is similar to the idea of the moon becoming similar to the sun, that the moon itself, which represents Knesset Yisroel, doesn't need, so to speak, anymore to be receiving from the sun. To receive from Hakadish Baruch, who is called Shemesh Avayet, because the Yidden themselves become, so to speak, like the sun. Again, the idea being the Yidden and Hashem are Kulochad, are all one. A step deeper, says the Rebbe, this is emphasized in Kaimasira Bashlomusa in the full moon in the month of Kislev, the third of the winter months, even more than Chaydesh Sivan, the third month of the summer months. Why is that? The difference between summer and winter is that in summer, the light of the sun is shining very, very strongly, much more than, the, than in the winter. The summer is the time of heat. The days are longer than the night. That's what days are associated with. The winter is a time of cold and longer nights. And at least in the place which is the, considered the main one of all the lands, in Eretz HaKodesh, in the Holy Land. What does this mean in Avoida? That in the summer months, what's mainly being represented is the Giloid the revelation of Shemesh of godliness. From above to below. Whereas in the winter months is mainly emphasized the avoid of the Yidden, which are compared to the moon, that's And therefore, when we have in the Kaimasira the full moon in the summer months, in the third month of the summer months, in Sivon, since it's mainly coming because of the Gilu of Hashem, of the sun, so to speak, not so much because of the avoid of the Yidden, 
At that point, it's still noticeable some sort of difference between the Mashpia and the Makabal, between the sun and the moon, between Hashem and B'nai Yisrael. And therefore, it could still be that the Shleimus of the moon is still dependent because it's receding from the sun. However, when we come to Kaimasir of Ashlemusa of the third month of the winter months, since it's all about the Avoid of Yidin, the moon, here is emphasized the ultimate of the marriage of Matan Toyota, that it's not anymore the way of a Mashpia Makabal, giver and receiver, but rather the Makabal, the recipient, becomes exactly like the Mashpia, the moon becoming like the sun, Yisrael and Kuchabrichel being all one. Says the Rebbe in Siv Ches to add another point that this is hinted also in the name Kislev. The special name of this third month of the of the of the winter months. What's the idea of Kislev? Says the Rebbe, Kislev is made up of two words. Case, loy. Case means covering, concealment, hidden. Loy, which is 36, is the same gematri as the word Eile, which means these. Which number one, Eile you could point to with your finger. It means something is revealed. As opposed to case which is concealed, Eile is revealed. 36 is also 6 times 6, which represents the midas, how each one includes the other, and so on. So the combination between these two ideas of kis, case, and loy represents this combination between the concealment and the revelation. In other words, that level of the etzim of the essence, which is usually concealed to the recipient, and now it's completely revealed because there's no longer a giver and a receiver, but rather they became literally one. Says the Rebbe, this is emphasized in the Yom Tov at the very end of Chaydish Kislev, the Yom Tov of Hanukkah, that even though it's at the end of the month, when the light of the moon is getting smaller and smaller, but what do we emphasize in Hanukkah? The idea in a clear way of Moisivoy, the ever-increasing light. The first day we light one candle, the second two, etc. That every single day there's more and more light, which represents and emphasizes the idea that the diminishing of the light of the moon, that's only as far as in level of oil. That's becoming smaller because we're getting closer to the essence, so the light is getting smaller. But as far as the real revelation, actually every day is getting more and more. And that's why we have a, a second candle and a third candle and so on, representing the concept that as far as the etzem is concerned, there's more and more light. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand the reason why the Kvius, the setup of Rosh Hashanah of Toyota Sachsidus, this Chagat Chagin, is not like the other Yom Toivim, which are connected to the full moon, but just the opposite, it's after the moon is complete. The special mile of Rosh Hashanah, Matan Torah of Torah, is this Chagachagim, which started the revelation of the Torah of Mashiach, the secrets of the Torah. The Torah that's going to be given when Mashiach comes through by Hashem himself, that extra, those extra dimensions of the Torah, completely incomparable to the revelation that was a Matan Torah, as the Razal tells us that the Torah that a person learns these days is like heaven, it's like air, complete, compared to the Torah of Mashiach. One of the main chidushim that's going to happen when Mashiach comes compared to the, matin, to the level of Torah, that was by Matan Torah, is this idea of marriage. The Medrash tells us, a marshal of a king, that was Makadesh a woman. He wrote to her a certain amount of presents, but still, relatively speaking, little presents. But now when he's going to marry her fully, he writes her many, many presents, like a husband. So too says the Medrash, this world is like the Amosim, the beginning stage of that marriage. As the Pasuk says, But the Ebishter only gave us the moon. As the Pasuk says, But Yemoysa Mashiach, that's when it's going to be the full marriage, as the Pasuk says, And at that time, the Ebishter is going to give Yidin everything. As the Pasuk says, That the intellectuals are, intellectual ones are going to shine, like the brightness of the sky. They're going to shine like the stars forever. In other words, the main union between Knesset Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they become one. The marriage 
is when Mashiach comes and will be fulfilled the promise that the moon is going to be like the sun. Again, not only that the Eden are going to be like the moon that's receiving from the sun, as we said before, the moon was given to the Eden already, but rather they become like the sun. The Abishtah is giving them everything, including the sun, because what's revealed is how Yidin and the Abishtah are all one. Says the Rebbe Yeshuaimar that this is hinted in the fact that Rosh Hashanah, Matan Torah, Torah, Sachsidus, the beginning of this marriage is going to happen when Yemesa Mashiach comes after the moon is complete, which hints to the idea that we have already the completion of the moon after and in addition to all that are received the light from the sun completely, now it's getting even closer to the sun to become completely united, to become very similar to the sun, as we said that the moon is going to be just like the sun. More specifically, the Kvius on Tuesday, on the third day of the week, which gets this bracha from Shabbos, which says, we, which we said comes out on Tezayim Kislev. That's the day when the moon is starting to get closer to the sun to become like the sun. After having prepared and being ready for all of this, when the moon was full on Erev Shabbos, just between Yudalad and Tezvav Kislev. And then, from these days, we go from the Tuesday of Yitzh Kislev going into the fourth day of the week, because on the third day of the week, as we said, it's also connected to the whole idea of Matan Torah number three. It says twice Ki Toiv, which is Toiv L'Shamayim, Toiv for heaven and Toiv L'Briyas for the people, which is the Chibur, the combination between the Elyon and Tachtoin, Shamayim, Abriyas, the Mashpiyah, the Makabal, the Sun and the Moon, they become one. Then what happens on the Wednesday of creation, on the fourth day of creation? That's the day that the two great luminaries are suspended in the sky, that the Moon is no longer just receiving from the Sun, but as we said, they're both actually the same and equal, finally from there we move on to the Thursday, to the fifth day of creation, where the Abishta blesses all living things, all the animals, and then on the sixth day where it says, Ki toiv and toiv moiv. Says that I've been seeing you, we can connect all of this to the parasha of Shavuah, the parasha of Erev Shabbos, and the parasha of Shabbos, parasha of Yishlach, as well as the parasha of the third and the fourth day, that is Yutas and Chav Kislev, which we're going into. The Parsha of Ayesha, which we start reading in Minchav, Shabbos, Parsha of Ayishlach. The Chidush of the Avoid of Yaakov in Parsha is Vayishlach. Vayishlach Yaakov and Vayesha, Vayesha of Yaakov. Compared to the Avoid of Yaakov in the Parsha of Vayetze and Toldois, Vayetze Yaakov and Toldois is Eilat Toldois Yitzchak, the birth, the children of Yitzchak, which as Rashi explains, referring to Yaakov and Esau, which are mentioned in the Parsha. So in Parshas, Vayishlach and Vayeshev, this is already at the completion of the Avoid of the Birurim, of all the refinement, of all the elevations that Yaakov was doing both with Lovan and with Esau, to the extent that Yaakov is prepared already for the state of Yomoyesa Mashiach. And this is why Vayishlach, Yaakov, Malochim, Lofan, of Yaakov is sending messengers to Esau, his brother, in the land of Seir. As Chassidus explains, he's sending a message to him to tell him that the Avoid is complete, all of the different levels were elevated, and now is the time, let's go together to the Gulula. As he says, I'll come to my master and say here, which is of course going to be when Mashiach comes, as it says in the end of the Aftoyer of Parshas So that's Parshas Vayishlach. Parshas Vayishlach starts off, Rashi tells us, Yaakov Avinu wanted to sit in peace and tranquility. And he has some peace until it starts the whole story with Yosef. Then again he has peace and tranquility in the land of Mitzrayim which is from age 131 till age 147 of his life, until finally there's going to be the ultimate peace and tranquility when Mashiach comes, when there's going to be also the perfect pod of Visholem Nafshi, as the Mittler Rebbe explains that the real pod of Visholem Nafshi is going to be when Mashiach comes, even greater than it was in the times of David and Shlom. So the difference between the way Yaakov was when he was involved in all of these birurim, 
to the way he is at the end of the Birurim, that he's ready for Moshiach, is similar to the difference between the way the moon is receiving from the sun and the moon and the way they are when they're completely equal. Yaakov is compared to the moon. Yaakov is called Amoira Cotton. He's, he's compared to the Moira Cotton, to the small luminary. Yaakov is called Cotton. As it says, Miyakum Yaakov ki It's specifically because Yaakov is the Cotton, that's why he counts. According to the Cotton, the smaller one counts according to the smaller one, to the moon, based on what it's known as the diminishing of the light of the moon. Which Abish just said to the moon, go make yourself smaller. Become the Moira Cotton is because. It starts over the whole spiritual thing. First, there's something called Shavira Sakelim, the breaking of the vessels in the world of Toyu, which sparks of Kedusha had fallen down. And that's why that's also caused that the level of Malchus de Levana should go down, and now is only a recipient. It has to go down into the lower worlds of Bria, Yitzira, to deal with these sparks of Adamatayu to elevate them. So it come, what comes out is that the state of the moon needing to receive from the sun is all related to this idea of elevating the sparks. But when all of the sparks are finished being elevated, the moon won't be a recipient anymore. Rather, we're going to go back to the state of the moon being like the sun, the two great luminaries. Says the Rebbe, all of this is hinted also in Parshas Vayishlach, where it says, Vayishlach Yaakov Malachal Lufan, Rebbe Leisavachiv, Yaakov sends messenger in front of him to his brother Esav. Yaakov is rooted in the world of Tikkun. He sends Malachal Lufan, what does Lufan mean? In front of him could also represent before, meaning higher than him, to a level that's even higher than himself. To ace of his brother, who's rooted in a higher world, in the world of Toyu. Since it is specifically through Yaakov and Esau connecting, that Yaakov is trying to elevate Esau, he's bringing Esau back to his high level in the world of Toyu. In order to draw down these great levels of Toyu down into Tikkun, so that the great levels of Toyo, which are usually removed and beyond, should be able to come in, in, an, eternal, in an internalized way. And in that way, the makiv, that level that's usually encompassing and surrounding, should be able to internalize itself and they can become united together. This is the same idea of the sun and the moon coming together. Yaakov and Esau. Yaakov representing the oir pnimi, the internal oir, and Esau representing a more surrounding and encompassing oir, mamal kalam and inside of kalam. Till finally, the moon doesn't need to receive the light from the sun because all the birurim and all those sparks are all been completed. And as we said, that's why the moon had to get smaller in order to be a makabal, but rather it comes to the stage where the light of the moon becomes like the light of the sun that they become both exactly equal. Says the Rebbe in Sif Yudalov, all of this is especially emphasized in this generation, but by first prefacing, that even though as far as Yaakov was concerned, everything was finished being done already, when by Yishloch Yaakov, the Gula should have been ready then, as far as Yaakov was concerned. That's why Yaakov is sending Malochim to Esav to say, it's time already for all the Mishim Barzian, Lishfit to Sarah and Yaakov wanted to sit and sit in peace and tranquility. Nevertheless, practically, that didn't happen yet, because of where the world was standing at the time. But, says the Rebbe, after all of our avoid of the Eden throughout all the generations, including also, and specifically, after the Gilu of Tayyidus Achsidus and Yutus Kisla, when started the main union of Yerushalayim and ever increasing every single generation through Rabbi Seinun and all the way up until Kvayit Kedushas Wairi Vachami Admor to my father and the Rebbe, through will, through whom this Chassidus was spread to all parts of the world. So by now, all of the Inyanim were already complete, even as far as the world is concerned. As the Rebbe had announced already so many times that all the matters of Avoid have been complete, including polishing the buttons, and that everything is ready for the coming of Mashiach. From this we understand that the continuation of Avoid that we're doing afterwards, as long as Mashiach Tzadkeinu 
is being delayed for whatever reason, which is completely not understood at all, is no longer the avoid of Birurim, because this avoid of Birurim has been completed already. Rather, we're holding now by a special avoid to bring the Izgalas, the revelation, practically into the world. Says the Rebbe, this special mile of this generation is hinted in the Avtoid of Parshas Vayishlach. The Pesach says, Vayu beis Yaakov eish, the house of Yaakov will be a fire. Beis Yosef, the house of Yosef, lahova, the flame. Beis Yosef, the house of Yosef, lakash, the straw. And then it goes on to speak about the Yorshua, Negmas, Aresev, they're going to inherit all these places in the Golos, all the way until Tsarfas, which is France, mentioned in the Avtoidah. And as the pastor goes on, Yoshua, sorry, Anegev, although Mishim Baratzia, Lishpetasarisa. What does this all mean to us? One of the Chidushim of Yosef, of our generation, and the Hemshech, a base Yosef of our generation. So Yosef the Rebbe is, of course, referring to the pre Rebbe. The Kvayt Kedusha Smayri Vilchami Admon Nesidoi Reinu, whose first name is Yosef. And then, as the Rebbe also says, base Yosef, the, the household of Yosef. The Chidush compared to previous generations, all the way even to the time of the Alter Rebbe, who the Rebbe is over here comparing to Beis Yaakov, Beis Yosef being the Friedrich Rebbe, Beis Yaakov being the Alter Rebbe. Again, in the footnote, the Rebbe points out a special connection between the Alter Rebbe and Yaakov. But in this generation specifically, we are the spreading of Chassidus to all corners of the world, literally, to the most distant places. An example of this the Rebbe brings is the Pasuk mentioned in the Aftoid at Sarfas, France. In the time of the Alter Rebbe and uh, the other Rebbeim, there wasn't so much the Gilui of spreading of Chassidus in France, because this was considered the lowliest place to the extent that the Alter Rebbe was concerned that France shouldn't win the war against Russia. And it's specifically in our generation, through Beis Yosef, there becomes the Gilui, the revelation, the spreading of Chassidus, even in France, by founding over there a yeshiva of Taim Chetmimim, similar to Lubavitch, and therefore, now already comes, comes the time, as the Pesach goes on to say, Says the Rebbe, we can add and to point out that the word Sorfas, which is French, is the same Gematria 770. That's the Gematria of 770, which is the Shleim was the ultimate and the per- perfect of the number seven, as each one of the seven includes ten, is made up of ten, which would be seventy, and also as each one is made up of hundred, which would be seven hundred, and putting them both together, seven hundred and seventy. What does this represent? This is that by refining this place of Tsarfas, which is seven hundred and seventy, with this we completed refining and elevating the whole world, which is created through the seven meters called the Shiva Simea Binyan, down to every single last little detail. Says the Rebbe Ulohoyre to point out that the Birur, the elevation of Tsarfas, which we said is 770, is happening through the flame that shines from Beis Yosef. To Beis Yosef, in the literal sense, the house in which the Friedrich Rebbe lived in the last 10 years in this world. And from there, it continues spreading and ever increasing the avoid of Beis Yosef, which this house is also, of course, the number. The house is the number of 770. On a deeper level, Tsarfas is also the same letters of the word Poratsto, which represents that the Gilui of spreading Chassidus in, in Tsarfas in France is Poratsto breaking all the boundaries, all the, all the fences and all the gates, not only in a way that as a result of breaking down the boundaries, the wellsprings are also reaching to the lowest place, but furthermore, it's even in the lowest place itself you have the Gilead of Chassidus, as you said, Sorfas itself equals Paratsto. And through that, 
This paratz, as the pasuk says, paratz to alecha paratz in parshas vayeshev speaks about our parents came out strongly bursting out, which refers uh, parents referring to Mashiach, as the pasuk says, Allah paratz lefanei. Says the Rebbe in our generation itself, it's even more emphasized when Kaimasir Abashlamusa, when we have the 15th day of the month of this month of Kislev in this year, it's known and publicized the Rosh Hashanah of this year that the Rebbe is saying the Sikha Oyetesh Nas Nefloi's Ba. And it's also the year of Nefloi's Bakoil, as Bakoil Mikro Koil. That means this is a year that it itself and all of the matters in it are in the way of miracles, Pelu, which is even higher than a nace, and Ploois in the plural, and Niflois representing Nun, 50. Nun ploys, and first and foremost, the nuflois, that is the pasuk refers to it, kimitzeis, chomeret mitzrayim. Aren't nuflois, I'm going to show you miracles, like in the time of going out of mitzrayim, and in fact, miraculous even compared to the time of going out of mitzrayim. Within this year itself, we have already the full moon of the third month, which is a shleimus of three months and three times. We have a chazaka, we're standing close to the third day. That Tuesday of the third month, the mountain tide of tayyad is the beginning of the gili of the tide of Mashiach, in which we have the marriage of the Yabish and the Eden in a way that the light of the moon is similar to the light of the sun. Allah says him to point out, the says the Rebbe to point out that this idea is emphasized also in the fact that this year is a complete year where Cheshvan and Kisli both have 30 days. So we have three months that are complete 30 days in a row, Tishrei, Cheshvan, and Kislev. It's also a Shana Tamimu because it was a leap year. It's called a full, a whole year. It's an extra Tamimus because we have that extra month. Says the Rebbe Yeshloyma, we could say that in a complete year, when we have the completion of Cheshun and Kislev, emphasizes even more this idea that the moon becoming complete as, first of all, as to receiving from the sun, but then when we move on to the next stage, that is a shot to me, but there's the extra month, there's an extra whole month, it's emphasizing the idea that now the moon becomes like the sun, because what is the extra month supposed to do? It's supposed to make an equal the, the solar cycle and the lunar cycle, similar to the idea of the moon becoming like the sun. Says the Rebbe, the that we could connect us with the Maimorim, the Drushe Chasana, that the Friedrich Rebbe said, that would just reprint it with extra explanation. And in the footnote, the Rebbe actually says, in 110, that this, these Maimorim were said in connection to the Chasana of Beis Yosef, of the household of Yosef, in the year Tafresh Peites, of course, referring to the Rebbe's chasana, the Rebbe is the family, the Rebbe and the Rebbetson, the family of the Friedrich Rebbe. So this memoriam was said in connection to Beis Yosef. And these are memoriam that are memoriam and chassidus that are connected to chasana, which is emphasized even more. So this idea that chasana between the Yidin and Hashem by Yemois HaMashiach, when we'll have the Iker, the Shleimus HaGilui, of Torah HaDoshem, also to point out what says also in the footnote of air, how the Rebbe actually gave out that year the Kuntur's Drusha Chasana to everyone along with two dollars to give to Tzedakah. Says the Rebbe, from all of this we understand that these days all we have to do is open our eyes and see the Metzis, the practical Metzis, Bapoil Mamish. And as the Rebbe says again in the footnote, not only that we've completed the Avoida, but rather that it's here already and we only need to open our eyes so that we open our eyes and we see that we're sitting already together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In the Shulchan Aruch, in that set table by the Suhud Sanisun, by the marriage of the Abishta and the Eden, by the Suhud of the Levyasun and the Shayrabor and the Yayin Amashumor, at the end of which the Abishta says to David Amelech, to David Malcolm Mashiach, take the Koishul Broka and bench. And David Amelech says, Yes, I will bench. It's appropriate that I should bench. And says, Koish Yeshua's Esso Vishem Hashem Ekra. Just want to go back also to one footnote. When mentioning before the idea that this, the Friedrich Rebbe gave to Drusha Chasen in connection with the Rebbe's Chasen and Tafresh Peites, there's a footnote on the bottom 
of the connection between Tov Reish Peite is back to that same word of Paratzto. Because the, when you have the Shlemus, the completion of the number 9, is each one of the 9 times 10 would be 90. And says the Rebbe, this is hinted the idea that in the Shnas Tzadik, we have the Shlemus Anisuin of the Knesset Yisrael and of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and of the Ebishter. This is going back to the Toferish Peites aspect of it. Says the Rebbe, Vamaiso Iker, coming from Erev Shabbos, in which we have the full moon of Kodesh Kislev, complete, and continuing into Yom HaShabbos Kodesh, Amitzoy Shabbos Kodesh, which we start the Yom Rishon. Why is it called Yom Echad? Because the Ebishter was the one and only in the world, which is Toiv Kislev, meaning Yudzayin. Three days, continuing three days of. That each one has a special mile and a special kedusha. Then following into Chai, which is Erev Yitz Kislev, especially coming to the Meagul of Yitz and Chav Kislev, and then continuing the following days all the way to the days of Hanukkah. We need to organize Chassidus Shafabrengins in each and every place, in each and every country, in each and every city, in each and every neighborhood, and not only big Fabrengins in central and main places, but in each and every place, literally, including also that every single place the Fabrengins should become as if that is the Ika, not even. That another place is the main place, being Mashpia, and we are only being Makabal secondary. But rather, it should itself become a place of Mashpia. Not only doesn't it take away from the Iker of another place, but on the contrary, that through this, every single place ends up gaining, because we know the concept of Kinasoifrim Tarbachachma, the jealousy of Tomidikacham adds to the Chachma, so that every single place becomes an Iker, and an Iker should be Iker, that doesn't need to receive Ashpa. From another place, because rather each place becomes like the central place, similar to the moon becoming not only macabre, but becoming like the sun itself. Says the Rebbe, it's appropriate that each and every person should make three, as should make fabrengans, even better yet, three fabrengans, three times as a chazaka, and the footnote the Rebbe explains, that means either one by yourself and through, through and two through your messengers, or by yourself participating in three fabrengans because they're in different times. The night of Yutis Kislev, the day of Yutis Kislev, the night going into Chav Kislev. So making Fabrengans with your family, with your friends, with your acquaintances and so on, in order to emphasize even more that every single person is also a Mashpia, like the moon, that becomes like the sun. And as it says in regards to the Gula Be'eshulev, that the parents come back because of the children, and these Fabrengans should be inspiring each other. Helping each other to add in the three areas of Torah, Avoid, and Chasodim, and Chazal, say on the Posek. Pod of Sholim Nafshi that whoever is involved in Toyin Gnus Avaid and Gnus Chasodim is whoever is involved in Toyin Gnus Chasodim and Davins with the Tzibur. I count it says the Eibushter as if you redeemed me and my children from Golos. For not only as if you redeemed me, but practically in a revealed way, redeeming Hashem in the Yidden, the Pashtus that immediately in the continuation of this Fabrengan, even before we dive in Minchas, already fulfilled the request of Yaakov in the name of and on behalf and in the Shlichus Kliyachol of each and every Yid. Lay Shabbat to sit in peace and tranquility as we read in Mincha, should all be filed with Gali, because already before this is fulfilled for all of us, and fulfilled in the third base of English, we're going to have the big Fabrengen of the Chanukah base of English Ashlishi in the presence of all the Eden. It says, Call Yeshua, that's the time we're going to be having all the Eden narratives all even before Hanukkah. And Hanukkah will add in an ever increasing way as the message of Hanukkah in a way of Yelchum Mikhail Khoil, Yiroa Elalikim Bitsiyan.